you're listening to Local Bops, a music podcast about artists, community, and craft. I'm your host, Connor Beckett. Have you ever wondered which subway train is best to cry on? New York three-piece outfit Alma has, and over the course of their debut effort, Mosaic, seeks to humanize New Amsterdam's disparate parts into a collection of indie pop tracks charting their respective relationships with the city. It feels like an ambitious concept for a debut, but it didn't arise intentionally. We talked about its creation, feeling far from home, yet close at the same time, how water became a recurring motif throughout these dozen tracks, the intangible spirit that moves Alba, Melissa, and Lily as artists, and their intention to stage Mosaic as a live theatrical performance sometime in the future. And as always, our guests were happy to indulge us with some live performances in the local Bob studio. Take a listen. Your debut effort, Mosaic, is described as a personal letter to NYC, and one where each song dives into a story pertinent to the band's history with this city. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about why you chose to tackle exploring New York as the subject of your first record, and moreover, I guess, like some of the inspirations that came into the folds to, you know, influence this record, specifically the stories that we hear over the course of these 12 tracks. Great question. Yeah, I think it just came to be a little bit naturally. We all um, kind of met through the wonderful web of New York City, and we all come from very different backgrounds. We all experienced the city and keep experiencing the city in very different ways. And I think we just, that was a common ground that, you know, appeared um, between our songs. I don't know. I think it was kind yeah. of a discovery rather than a decision, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I think we all we all had the experience of moving here, which, you know, mm-hmm. any 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 import to New York City is has that kind of experience of arriving and going, oh, my God, what the hell is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a it's a pretty formative experience. So I think um, not only did we meet through the magic that is New York City, you know, like, oh, a friend of mine, he has this like. He wants to do a tiny desk in like entry. So could you, we need an extra alto. Could you like come in and blah, 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 blah. blah. So like you meet, that's how I met Melissa. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, then you also have school. That's how Alba and I met. And it's just like all of these weird confluences, but you all do have this thread where you're, you're trying to make your way in this unforgiving yet magical city. And Mm -hmm. I think it makes an impact on you. we all had these like kind of formative experiences moving here trying to figure out well what the heck like what is my place here do i fit here what what like why is it so magical how is it that the city will just like take you over for a night and you'll like meet someone that you haven't seen in five years randomly walking down the street and then your entire night takes a different direction you know like we've all had that experience and it just feels like your life is suddenly larger than yourself i think Mm-hmm. And I think as we were writing these songs, each of these moments sort of like clarified for us these these relationships with the city where we had like a tussle with the city or where we felt really supported or, you know, there was a nostalgic moment and, and it all kind of 
came out of that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something important too that we found is that we tended to tie these experiences to specific places in the city. And right, suddenly yeah. we would have like, you know, this one corner in which you just cried the first time out of overwhelmness because you, you know, couldn't find an apartment or whatever. And suddenly every time you go through that corner, which for someone else is just a, a random corner that they will not pay no attention to, um, you know, that, that means that for you. And so like, it was very interesting for us how, you know, the city holds all of our experiences all, and all of our memories and how everything means specific things for different people but you know in a collective way as well so yeah there's kind of a secret intimate history Mm -hmm. to every block every store every sort of nook and cranny of the city that bears like personal intense significance to somebody out there but you're just not aware of it you know and i think that's it's kind of an interesting approach like you know humanizing uh what is in some ways like a kind of inhuman city you know we're surrounded by millions of people Mm -hmm. and focusing in on those anecdotes uh you know I think breathes new life into locations and places that people may not have otherwise thought about living in the city because everyone's kind of keeping their head down and living their own life, if you will. Yeah. Right. I mean, it makes me think of like, we have a song about the G train and it makes me think of like seeing somebody else cry on the train and being like, (laughs) what was their day? Like, oh my God, what's happening with them? Yeah. And not all of our songs, in fact... None of our songs are about crying somewhere, right? Or is can't yeah. swim? Well, yeah, they're they're. It's not necessarily Perhaps directly implied sometimes. Implied, <laughs> but that's maybe. the time yeah. that you like have an obvious window into somebody else's life. Yeah. Is my point? And like, like our song that takes place on a train is actually about like feeling awesome about breaking up with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite. Like it was the right choice. Heartbreaker. So nobody would be able to like read that in you know in you if they're if they're witnessing you on the train but i think that new york is like so special in that we're constantly crossing paths Mm -hmm. with other people but these songs are like hey you might have not known that like this was my story in this place but this is what happened and every time that i go back to this street corner like alba said or i'm on this train like i remember this thing that happened and Music does a really beautiful job of communicating that. And I think that that's why the idea was like dropped in our laps. Like you said, we didn't decide, like it discovered us. Yeah. Can I get the uh, the Alma uh, power rankings right now of the best subway trains to cry on while we're on the topic? <laughs> G- oh, wow. The G train is an excellent contender, I will say. Like, you yeah, know, especially right. when it got, like, you get a little bit of sunshine. Like, you know, I mean, provided you take it, like, long enough, you know. But, you know, I've always been partial to the L, I feel like, you know, for, uh, for, 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 a, for a good yeah. sorrowful weep, you know. Usually coming back into, into Brooklyn. I, I feel like say. the L is a little bit too efficient for a cry for yeah. me. Right. I mean, that's that. I think that's part of the charm of the G for, like, a really good like exploration of your inner sadness like you need you need sort of a a ruminatory train and Mm. I feel like the G is your is your guy for that yeah yeah I've cried on the G for sure I feel like the G is the (laughs) only train that I've cried on the G train maybe the R which is a similar vibe yeah I've definitely cried on the F well that makes sense for you I mean, it was your train for so yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah. No, the, my... the G train is for ex-lovers, is what I think I, I'm hearing mm-hmm. right oh, now. Oh yeah. yeah, the it's L is like, to be honest, 
I'm just gonna go here. I feel like it's my train for like making out like mm. a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there's like then, late at night. There's a there's a high density of hanky panky happening on the L and as well as the M. I would say. Oh was, yeah. Uh, oh my god. Well, it's an efficient train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, shifting topics real quick. Um, so you've been releasing singles for this effort as early as October of last year uh, with the album's first track, Fall. Obviously, the record charts a number of personal anecdotes from throughout the five boroughs, but I wanted to ask if over the course of this past year, if you had learned anything new about your own relationships with the city, um, like sort of what any sort of like additional nuggets of wisdom that you may have gleaned or obtained you know, during the rollout of Mosaic? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, we even, we actually just went on like a Mosaic, I'm going to call it a field trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for for Alba's birthday, mm-hmm. we we went to almost every location on the album, I think. Yeah. And we, we just basically did these, this, this field trip where we started off at the Wonder Wheel in Coney Island. And, right. And uh, what was so cute about it, not only were we sort of like learning these different things by experiencing it all together, um, but we made these new little relationships with each of the places of the songs together as a band. I know that's like not quite what you were asking, uh, but it's just such a fresh, cute field trip that we just took. No, but it is because you're building on those memories that you already had there, and suddenly they be- like it's a very meta kind of thing where like now you're you know you have that memory added of uh, holding the memory of that place with the three of us. So I think that's that's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but it was a cute were, trip. There were some places that not all of us had been to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so in our in our writing process, we often have um, a lead writer who's maybe helping us through the process, who's guiding a little bit more, and then the others are all like incredibly involved. We're arranging together. We're doing lyrics together. But there's like someone who's sort of a project manager mm-hmm. of of each song. So sometimes you haven't been to the places that you're you're singing about until Alba's birthday. So let's talk about the first song that Alba, Lily, and Melissa are going to perform for us in the local bop studio fall. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Just tell us a little bit of a preface about this track before we bend our ears and give it a listen. Sure. Um, fall is just plain and simple about getting old and just realizing, you know, that one day you turn around and you're... 30 and uh, you know <laughs> there's no going back and especially um, you know in, in my case <clears throat> being in a city in a country that is so so far from your family and, and everyone you've uh, known and love um, it just you know it's it's this feeling of nostalgia of just being like whoa you know where, where did all the flowers go I used to be young and everything used to be you know easy for me and now suddenly I'm in charge of my life and there's no you know going back so mom can I you know is it too late to go home and just uh, go back to that moment of pure bliss um, and that's that's it I also we in general love fall in the city it's I think um, one of the most beautiful times to walk around and just uh, see everything so it's very nostalgic and yeah that's what it's about Childhood hours Come back 
with Alma in the studio having just performed a fall right here. Uh, before we get into the rest of the questions, I have a quick game that I want to play with all of you in the studio, and it's called Quote Machine, if you're interested Ooh. in playing. So, Ooh. you know, New York City has inspired innumerable quotes over the years, and some of them are good, and some of them are not so good. Um, I'm going to read out a handful of quotes, and the three of you will respond in turn by dignifying the quote as holding water or as, you know, essentially bullshit, in your own opinion, if mm. you will. Pretty simple, right? Okay. Um, so, yeah. You ready to play? Mm-hmm. Bring it. it. Yeah. All right. First quote. 
New York was a city where you could be frozen to death in the midst of a busy street and nobody would notice. That's Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it depends on what street, but yeah. I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, true. I think it's true. I, I know some, yeah. The thing is, people, there, there's such a, um, there's like such a myth about New York City that people are assholes, and I don't believe that, but I do believe that people would pass you in like Nazi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's a there's a different there's a differentiation between being an asshole and being yeah. busy is the thing. Yeah, you right. Know? People often conflate the two of them. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think it's even busyness. It's like there's a there's a um, I think there's a culture of like no, it's not safe to stop mm-hmm. necessarily. Like yeah, especially as as women, I think we're often told like no, no, for for sure, do not stop, do not pass go, do not collect the two hundred dollars, like. Stay on whatever road you're on and just let go because mm. if if you slow down too much, like things could get hairy because you just don't you don't know what's going to happen in New York. Um, so I think unfortunately that's that's like a real part of the culture and it's a it's a part that makes sense because there is a lot of stuff that could go wrong. Um, but yeah, mm. unfortunately, it's. By the way, are these supposed to be like quick? Answers are <laughs> just kind of like common. Yeah, like getting philosophical here. Like. That, that was a that was a perfect that was a perfectly lengthy answer. I only have two more quotes, so we're really <laughs> okay. it's a very it's a very short game. I call these games. They're just like they're whatever. It's like it's Love like a segment of the interview where I got lazy and forgot to write interview questions. Um, all right, next question. To people from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, North Brooklyn is really just South Queens, Catagonis. Yeah, I made a face when I read that, too. What the hell? (laughs) I've never heard of that. No. Is that a thing? I mean, I'd have to ask my buddy who grew up in Midwood. I feel like I can't answer that because, like, we're transplants. Mm -hmm. But North Brooklyn's my home, so. Yeah. I, of course, am going to be like, no. (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I was briefly living in Ridgewood, and I always told people I was living in fake Queens, like, because it's, like, you know, it's right on the border, Hmm. essentially. And then when I talked to, like, my neighbors, and I, like, made that joke, I was like, oh, we live in fake Queens. They were, like, that was, like, there was a sea change in the conversation. They're like, no, we live in Queens, like that. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, that's all made up. They're all lines on the, lines on a map, by the way, you know, we're all. The, but, but at the same time, have pride in your borough. I'm really trying to avoid people getting mad at me by this. East Williamsburg. Do it. Oh East God. Williamsburg. Yeah, now, that's a made-up sure. neighborhood if I've ever heard of one. That's yeah. for sure made sure up. Sure is. Yeah. Gentrification. <laughs> um, very last question by the venerable Fran Leibowitz. It would take one subway ride for the Dalai Lama to turn into a lunatic. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe in the F if Melissa's making out like crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What does that say about all of us? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, am I a, a lunatic times 10? This game like, is getting way more philosophical yeah. than I intended it yeah, to. I love it. I would I say mean, maybe not a subway ride, but like a bunch of transfers. Yeah. That would do it. That might, yeah. 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 I think the Dalai Lama would stay zen <laughs> even though that's not his practice and uh, he would stay zen in quotes i think the, stay chill. the one the one trip that you just said with a bunch of transfers if the dalai lama had to go to city fields he would become oh, a yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely have fun doing that this weekend you you jamuk when you go to GovBall without me oh, that's directed wow. at my producer you. you're welcome oh. anyway quote machine's over um <laughs> 
So um, back to the album. Um, one of the recurring symbols throughout Mosaic that I wanted to explore is water. Um, you have Water Rises as a climate change anthem. Can't Swim, which details the floundering feeling of moving to like a new city or a new country in aquatic terms. And then obviously there's a similar metaphor at play on the track Vesuvio. I don't really have a question about this, but I just wanted to ask why you think water, you know, comes up so frequently over the course of these 12 tracks. Turns out through writing this album, we discovered we were an elemental band. Mm. <laughs> so you're waterbenders is what Yes, apparently. <laughs> apparently we're waterbenders. The legend of Korra continues. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think we... In some ways, that's like sort of true, though. We we do see things in very natural mm-hmm. lenses. I think there's something about the natural world for for three city transplants that is like very um, visceral to us. And so I think it's pretty natural that as we're trying to write about things that really matter to us, we're like water, hmm. <laughs> natural elements, mm-hmm. snow, fall. Um, yeah, maybe our uh, resident woo-woo person, Melissa, can tell us you a little knew bit about that it. I was literally about to bring <laughs> I could up. read it. I could read it in your eyes. Yeah. Bring she up could see tarot cards so, like, oh, popping tarot. out of... I'm like, I joke that I'm the resident woo-woo person in the band, even though we're all kind of witchy. And I do feel like the elemental aspect of our album is like another thing that was like dropped in our laps by our muses mm-hmm. the alma creative spirit you know or like our little you know dobby the house elf that lives in our studio walls um but i i feel like yeah that that's something that we just happened to stumble upon and we really didn't see the correlation in full until we were done with the album because i think like we saw the correlation between water rises and can't swim but Vesuvio is like, oh, there's water in this too. And like you said, Lily, like snow, there's like, that's another element in fall. And like, wait, what's happening? Like, why did we do this? <laughs> but yeah. I think it was like, there was something that was knocking at us being like, hey, write a song about this. Mm-hmm. Can we um, circle back to the Dobby that lives in the studio walls? <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to, I didn't want to break your momentum, but I was like, oh. We gotta get back. He's curious. Don't worry. We he's already we already gave him a sock. It's, he's gone. Okay. I... Okay. But is this like an actual elf? Or no. Like, what is, <laughs> no I was answering actually... my question. <laughs> I am referencing a talk that Elizabeth Gilbert. Do we know her? She's a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She gave about creativity and about how we now believe that to be creative, like you're doing it all by yourself. Like we're very individualistic just in our worldview. But like back in the day, people believed that we were collaborating with outside creative forces. And so when she's explaining that, she says like you could think of it as Mm. Dobby the house elf. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It's, It's a good way of visualizing this sort of like uh, omnipotent like outside force that like inevitably like finds its way into all of our spirits like whatever sort of creative endeavors we undertake yeah i mean and to be like totally candid i don't think of it as like an elf <laughs> i just think of it as like energy or like unexplainable I, it's something unexplainable and intangible and it's not i don't actually like imagine little fairies or something mm-hmm. but i do think it is a feeling of something coming through you yes and um, you know, like I, I think synopsis. 
synapse is firing. <laughs> um, but I do think that there is this sense of like a, yeah, like a coming through you. And so whatever you're around or you're, you're taking inspiration from, I mean, for us, we live, we live right by the Gowanus Canal. Um, so it's sort of like a daily reminder of mm-hmm. environmental um, stakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hurricane Ida and Henri both blasted us um, in terms of like the, the flooding everywhere. And um, so I think it, it's like, it's very much, not only was it a, a sort of elemental, we're, we're just that kind of a band, we're a witchy woo-woo band, I guess. Um, but there's also like physical inspiration that will just hit you in the face sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't help but, but listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. The the, the, chi- the childhood Episcopalian in me is screaming out "Holy Ghost!" right now. Is, <laughs> right, is right. the phrase that I'm thinking about. Some, it's there. You can't see it, but it's present. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. I had mentioned this uh, before we start recording, but you know, there's a lot going on with Mosaic. You know, we've got smatterings of indie rock, indie tronica, dream pop, alternative R and B. But I think what's what really stood out to me and what I gleaned from like the liner notes was uh, the amount of found sound or repurposed sounds mm-hmm. that is you know present on this record. Um, for instance, we have a coffee cup drum machine, essentially like yeah. recordings of coffee cups, like you know made into uh, percussive sound on on More Night, and then there's glitched out samples of Greta Thun- Thunberg um, speaking at the United Nations in 2019. You know, those are just two examples. But I was wondering if there were any other examples of that type of sound over the course of the record that you were particularly proud of or that you wanted to note, if you will. Yeah, there are a couple. I'd say um, we have a bunch of uh, plane uh, taking off transitions in Can't Swim, which is Mm -hmm. about moving to a new city. Uh, Melissa actually has a fun story about Vesuvio. No, yeah, I I recorded my roommate splashing in a tub Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and in the sink. Yeah. Uh, in New Jersey, actually. Okay. At that, parents' house. That struck me as a very Bushwick story real quick. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like, we can't use the bathroom because our roommate is doing sound design. <laughs> exactly. Like in there, with, exactly. in there with a fucking shot, like a shotgun mic getting yes. sounds. Well, funny story, Lily's first apartment in New York City did not have a, t- a, a, a sink, sink in, the, in the bathroom. So we would yep. all wash our hands in the tub. That was a fun yep. New York City that was a That was a classic New York apartment. <laughs> By the end, uh, we had several, um, we had water coming in from the ceiling. Mm. Um, so by the end of that apartment, not only did we not have a sink in our in our bathroom, and it was it was probably like about as wide as as a person my hips, and I'm not like a large person necessarily, but it was like this this wide, like getting getting in there. Um, so that was the daily. But by the end, after several floods coming in through the ceiling, there were parts of the ceiling that were literally curling down like some kind of like like chocolate peel just like (laughs) (laughs) curling curling down falling off the wall it was yeah so maybe that was my tub inspiration i loved that tub i loved washing my hands in that tub it was weird it was like like an adventure every time exactly (laughs) what else do we have on that we're proud of oh we have so many we have um we have the we have um, that cool train in um, fall. It just goes through the, the yep. raindrops. The G train oh. announcer and yeah. my very favorite no. G train announcer. He's a good announcer. Mm-hmm. If he's crunching. out there, listen to the album. 
you'll know it's you. Like if you happen to be a G train announcer who's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. The, the ultimate meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, we we have them sort of everywhere. Like we have we have another train transfer recorded from um from the A train in Water Rises. Mm-hmm, um, we have a whole scene in Sips of Oxygen, mm-hmm. which is from my family. Um, the 4th of July is like a really big deal in, in our family. And um, it, it's a long story why it is, but it was it was the favorite holiday of my mother-in-law mm-hmm. um, who we lost. And so we, we were just about to finish this song and we were sending it off to mixing. And we literally were like, hold on, it's July 3rd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's, we haven't been able to create the sound design separately. Let me just like take a Zoom microphone, like a recorder, and, and go see what happens and see if we can capture what it, what it was to be in this family and, and miss this person. So I literally ended up taking the Zoom recorder and just hung out with my nieces, which... <laughs> Cutest, was by the way, hilarious. The kids you'll ever see in your entire life. Yep. Honestly. But I think it it really it brought some a really different kind of a feel to the sound design of that whole, to have an entire scene where you hear characters in our family talking and just having a time, and it puts you back in that space of like memory and connection, and then to have that be what's broken by by the lyrics is like, mm-hmm. it, it was just a much more powerful than what we tried to cobble together before that. Yeah. Well, we were going to listen to another song originally, but I think that's an excellent segue into uh, this next song that we're going to play for local Bops listeners at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, please bend your ears and enjoy Sips of Oxygen by Alma right here, right now. Put away the cups. Put away the bowls. Take out all the bottles and the cans we didn't pour Put away the cups Put away the bowls Take out all the bottles and the cans we didn't pour Carry all the tables to the basement there below Fold your favorite flag and give the marshmallows To the There is no party here anymore Standing in the doorway Taking in your blood Breathing out and breathing in Never think of what you lose between Sips of oxygen Sips of oxygen So how 
oxygen Sips of oxygen Sips of oxygen Sips of Oxygen right here in the local Bob studio by my guests on this episode. Alma, Alba, Lily, Melissa, thank you so much for that performance and for coming in uh, here on a thank lovely you. Wednesday, Thursday afternoon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been off this week. I don't even know what day it is. Um, what are days of the week? What are, yeah, yeah. What are days we of the week? We don't care. We're artists. I've got a few more cues, but my next one pertains to the future, specifically uh, a potential stage production of Mosaic that I understand is in the works um i don't know how much you can talk about it because i know it's like you know still in the in the future and a work in progress but i was wondering if you could tell me just a little bit more about what we can anticipate from seeing uh the songs on mosaic play out in a live theatrical setting yeah i mean the album itself is so immersive that was one of our goals and also i think inherently who we are as a band is mm-hmm. kind of making music that's quote immersive and so the show is taking that and running with it Um, and we're not we are not sure what the configuration is going to be entirely but we know that like that's one of our touchstones and so we've talked about big dreams of like for can't swim for example actually like having a halal truck roll in and like serving the audience halal (laughs) and like then having an intermission so if you're a secret theater nerd like me (laughs) um (laughs) then you would know that like oklahoma for example on broadway that was Mm -hmm. like revived pre-pandemic did that and they served food during the intermission and it was lovely but like it, that was, we had that idea, and then we were like, oh, yeah, Oklahoma did it. And then we were like, F it. <laughs> it's a halal truck. Yep. <laughs> Ultimate immersive experience. I'll do you one better. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, no, yeah. I'm saying that to Oklahoma. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like a, a, a cyclist. Bike. Yes. Like being, like having the experience of being almost mowed down by a bike. Yeah. Like if you had mm-hmm. some, some cyclist coming down through the aisles, like from the top, you know? Yeah. Are they accosting the audience members if you want it to be like a real New York City? Of course, like pass. And sorry, I'm going to jump out in front of this lest anyone get mad at me. (laughs) I like to cycle and I've totally yelled at people when I have been in the wrong before. Anyway, please. I have too. (laughs) I do it almost every day. (laughs) Yeah. Bike lane. Well, beyond that, uh, you've got your first performance in a minute slated for November 20th, if I have that correctly. I guess what can we... Do I have that right, or do I? Is it, is we we had an album release show yeah. um, September seventh at Pete's, and mm-hmm. then our next gig is actually October sixth at Rockwood Stage, Stage Three, mm. which tickets are on sale now. Um, and then we have the Cutting Room October twentieth, and then I think November twentieth is going to be Gold Sounds. Yeah. Gold Sounds with the so North Country, yeah, uh, presented by Local Bops, which I found out earlier. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Bilko, Bilko's looking pleased. He yeah. doesn't have to do sound for this one, so it's going to be a fun yeah. So um, I guess for people who haven't seen you perform, what can we expect from a, a live performance of Alma, would you say? Surprises. Surprises. <laughs> Surprises. Yeah, we, we play with a band, so we've got a drummer and a bassist um, right now, and then it's us three on stage. I'm pressing some buttons. <laughs> Alba's playing multiple instruments. <laughs> Lily's shredding. 
on yeah, her keys. So fun, so fun stuff. As as Melissa mentioned earlier, we're really interested in immersive experiences. So there are maybe sometimes surprises if you come mm-hmm. to our show. Ooh, can't wait for that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been. I'm not surprised that it was a lovely time. That was one thing that wasn't surprising about this band. Um, my last two-part question is, what parting words do you have for listeners at home? And what can you tell us about the last Alma song we're about to hear, which is called Pin in the Map? Parting words in relationship to Pin in the Map are, remember the people who are important to you and take stock of that. Um, Pin in the Map is about seeing an old friend who I hadn't seen for a very long time and sitting with him at dinner and just being really struck about all, bu- struck by all of the time that had passed and yet there was still this really special connection and so love your people.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Local Bops. This podcast was recorded in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and produced by my friend and bestest mensch, Billy Coglin, a.k.a. Bilko. If you enjoyed Alma's performance, you can find all their music at almanoises.bandcamp.com. Be sure to also follow them on Instagram as well, at almanoises. You can find all episodes of the Local Bops podcast at localbops.com, as well as on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can hear the Local Bops Radio Hour every other Tuesday on kpis.fm. Thanks for tuning in. Take care and Godspeed.